Welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, Bindi. Now, before we start, we just want to say that you're not a medical doctor. Correct. But um, you're one of the uh, five people in Australia who are certified as a functional medicine practitioner. Correct. All right. So we've also got to look out for people who are imitations and say they are when they aren't, right? Yeah, it is a bit of a buzzword in the natural medicine community. Functional medicine's been around for possibly six years or so now, so... Mm -hmm. Um, true certification is hard work and costs a lot of money. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk about that at some other podcast or what. I don't know if we're doing that one today or not. Yeah. Um, but um, there aren't, it's only five of us that have been fully certified via the uh, Institute of Functional Medicine in Portland, Oregon. I think there's only 1,200 worldwide. Wow. So, um, and I know you've gone through a lot of hard work to get where you are. Well, 111 started. Four set the exam and two of us passed. Wow. Yep. So that's intense. Mm. Wow. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm very lucky because uh, you're my naturopath and functional medicine practitioner. Yay. <laughs> so it's quite appropriate that we're here. And I'm very lucky that you're such a committed, wonderful patient. <laughs> so what is functional medicine? If you can break it down for us, what, what is it? Well, functional medicine began um, with um, the vision of one of my brain crushes called Professor Jeffrey Bland. Mm -hmm. And he was a a conventional physician and researcher. He was always big on research. And he decided some time ago that, you know, the body's trying to tell us something with symptoms and it's not stuff that we should be repressing. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the the modus operandus of naturopathy, you know, that we don't just look at symptoms, we look at what's causing them. Yeah. But basically Professor Bland wanted to um, dig deeper and educate his fellow physicians Mm -hmm. on a more holistic way of um, medicine. Mm -hmm. So um, he started the Institute of Functional Medicine and it's it's blossomed and skyrocketed um, because this lust for knowledge out there um, for this sort of stuff is, I mean, health is important, right? Everyone is, is just more and more interested in their health. So if you think about... Normal naturopathy. Mm-hmm. I've always said, I'm the body's, I'm your interpreter. Yeah. You come to me with a symptom. Yeah. And I say, well, that's your way, your body going, girlfriend, there's something wrong. Yeah. And first the body whispers and by the time people come to see us, the, the body's yelling. Yeah. Right. Um, it's like, um, in no disrespect to conventional medicine, I mean, what are these Poor doctor's going to do in 10 minutes other than, you know, go, okay, well, that's the symptoms. You feel crap. Let's give you this medicine and mm. you feel better. But, of course, whatever's happening <coughs> is turbulating underneath. I don't even know if that's a word, but, you know. <laughs> um, so basically um, then the, the body just tries to give you another symptom and then you go to another 
specialist and another specialist. Nobody talks to each other and realises it's actually part of the same thing. So functional medicine operates under the principles that um, one underlying health condition can cause a number of symptoms yeah. or a number of underlying health conditions might only cause this cause the same symptom. Mm-hmm. So functional medicine practitioners basically dig deeper than normal naturopaths. Yeah. Um, it, as I said to you earlier, there's not of all of the in my two years of study and all the um, modules we did, there was not one lecture or what not one slide in the lecture mm. that wasn't substantiated with the best most modern research. Yeah. So I guess that's that's the difference. It's mm-hmm. it's more about the pathophysiology and the biochemistry and the sciencey part of it. Mm. And in, in functional medicine, they say if you're a horticulturist, yeah, and um, I say to you, Bendy, come and have a look at my tree. It's dying. Yeah. Look at all the leaves are going yellow. If you went, okay, hang on a minute, and got a chainsaw and cut all the dead limbs off, I'd go, well, you're not a very good horticulturist. <laughs> all you've done is cut the leaves off. Yeah. So um, if you're a functional medicine horticulturist, which is actually which way most horticulturists work, they will ask you. You would yeah. ask me, so what's been going on with this tree? Have you been watering it? Has there been any pests? Let's look at the soil. Let's just see if it needs some nutrient. Mm. And that's exactly what. Functional medicine practitioners do. Symptoms are the dead leaves. Yeah. Just cutting the dead leaves off is not going to make, you know, any difference. Or say you come to me and say, oh, God, I've got this blister. And I'm like, take some Panadol. (laughs) Instead of saying, actually, you've grown out of that shoe. Maybe you need to buy a bigger pair of shoes. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of, you know, a cheeky way of saying that's what functional medicine does. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it's just, it, it is just... Digging deeper than normal naturopathy. Now, I still completely believe in the um, in the um, principles of natural medicine 101, you know. Like we've still got to talk about um, nutrition and supplements and all that sort of stuff. I mean, functional medicine does deal with that as well. So it's just a more holistic approach. Yeah, and um, I think um – there's been several times you said to me it's like a stool with three legs. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. that's in here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention that. In your notes. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us what those three legs of the stool are? Yes, the three legs of the stool. Are we talking a bar stool, not as in poop? <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed. <laughs> of course I'm obsessed with poop. Which functional medicine practitioner is not obsessed with poop? Um, so, you know, we've got if – we, if we were a stool and it had three legs, the first stool was uh, – Absolutely the genetics, okay? So we can't dodge our genes. Mm. And we can do lots of gene testing these days to show whether you've got these particular genes for detox or if you can turn your vitamin D on or if you've got problems with methylation and, and glutathionation or whatever it's called, <laughs> all these big words. Um, so that's, that's important. Yeah. But there's actually no test in the world to tell us whether those genes have been expressed, right. which means turned on, mm. or silenced, which means turned off. Because yep. when we're born, it's like this empty stage mm. and the orchestra is waiting to come on and half of the orchestra members come from the mother's side and the other half of the orchestra members come from the father's side and they're our genes. But they're silence. Right. And what actually makes our genes play the music or the orchestra play the music is 100% environment. Yeah. Now, that's the second leg of the stool, right? So if you choose to try and eat the cleanest, stay away from dirty air, um, you know, not use chemicals on your body and all that sort of stuff, 
you're going to make all the beautiful orchestral music come up, mm. right? You're going to make the good genes express. Yeah. If you just, you know, live a life of stress and have black coffees and pizza and, and, and sugar-laden trans-fat foods most days, because don't forget the body is amazing and can mm. deal with a bit of this stuff, and forget about the real colour of fruit and vegetables in your diet, mm. you're going to make no disrespect to anyone who likes rap. The rap music plays. <laughs> Right? So you're going to make the bad genes express. Now, the research shows that once genes are expressed, they can't be fully silenced. I don't know. I, I think our bodies are pretty bit more amazing than that. Yeah. But um, – and, and this is the – and the third leg of the stool, which we'll quickly say, and that's just as important, and I'm not going to um, negate it or just, just you know, um, think it's any less important, is our – Spiritual environment. Mm. So our physical environment is the things we breathe in, put in our bodies, put on our bodies, and the spiritual environment's the thought that goes in our head. Yeah, you know that's why pretty much every single culture in the world has some sort of meditative mantra, breathing technique. Mm. That's why stress kills you before anything else. Yeah. So that's as important, and that is, that that can actually mean make your genes express. The wrong things as well. Yeah. So, you know, the, um, and, and this is why, and don't forget that that external environment that's inside us, our gut, because that's the hole in the donut. Mm. So we continue to eat the wrong foods that nourish the wrong guys in our gut. That's going to be huge stress. And not only that, those guys make our neurotransmitters, which is going to be a spiritual stress. Yeah. So this is why since no disrespect to antibiotics because they save lives, mm. my hu- husband managed to sever his artery two weeks ago and they gave him some antibiotics which is and sewed him up, which is quite handy. He didn't yeah. lose his leg. So I'm not saying don't, don't do it. Yeah. Um, but since the advent of antibiotics after the war, that's four generations, our guts have gotten more and more unhealthy. Yeah. And our foods have become increasingly processed. 600,000 different chemicals have been released into our atmosphere. Wow. Only 10,000 have ever been tested. About 3,000 tonnes per second are being dumped into Mother Earth every second. Did I say per second? Maybe not right now, which is possibly a good thing. Yeah. But um, so all of this stuff is helping us express the wrong genes. Yeah. Jeez, I'm good with my words this morning. <laughs> You know, so that's why when I first started nursing in 1982, we actually didn't – I can't remember learning about autism, Bindi. Mm. Now you ask any preppy kid and they know what autistic kid is. Yeah, exactly. The genes haven't changed. Yeah. That first leg of the stool's never changed. What's changed is the environment, physical and mental. Yes. And, you know, as you were talking then and about antibiotics, um, I had a realisation in that since I've been seeing you – I haven't had antibiotics. Yeah, you go, your awesome body. And I haven't seen a doctor. Go, your awesome body. <laughs> I always say that, as you know, that in your first visit I say, I'm not going to make you well. You're mm. going to do that all by yourself. And that's it. You know, like whilst you are a miracle in, in itself, um, oh, I, you. I think, um, you know, you've got to do the work yourself. Absolutely. And, and you, you can tell when you don't do the work. Yes, yes. You can absolutely tell. Yes, yes. Um, so you, it's one of those things you get out of it what you put in. Yeah. And, you know, people come to me and say your diet's not working and I go, well, actually your version of my diet's not working. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. It's like when you walked in here, you're like, okay, so uh, how's the new diet going? Uh, I'm like, um, yep. <laughs> It's busy times, busy times. <laughs> I had an Ungerman's ice cream yesterday. Oh. But, you know, 
there's nothing unnatural about there's there's nothing artificial. Mm. So I had the strawberry balsamic vinegar. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I haven't been there yet. Well, that was my first ever, mm. and it's seven dollars a scoop. It's not going to happen every day, no. but it was delicious. But then it's nothing. It's just and there is a bit of sugar in there, of course. Mm. But you know, occasionally. What a treat. Yeah. And no you, nasties. You always say the seventh day, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, seventh day. I thought before they close all the, the ice cream shops, <laughs> I better go and have one. I haven't had one for 10 years, but I thought, oh, gosh, quick now, get in and have an ice cream. Um, so, yeah, um, I think the cool thing about functional medicine is it's, it is truly holistic, isn't it? Yes, yes. Because um, when you compare it to traditional medicine or even natural medicine, um, it does really bring in the the mental side of things and the environment yes. along with the physical. Yes. yes. So um, whatever the problem is, you're going to get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. Just just to um, put it into perspective about the whole genetics thing, yeah. the genes haven't changed, Bindi. No. Okay, the genes haven't changed. But 90% of Australians will now die from a lifestyle preventable disease. Yeah. 90%. Yep. I just heard yesterday that a dear colleague I used to work with, the most beautiful woman, she was 10 years younger than me, so she would have been 46, died of a massive heart attack. No. I don't know. I don't, you know, um, yes, she was overweight and I'm not judging her because there's lots of us who are overweight. Yeah. But she was probably really stressed, you know. Um, oh, my goodness. Mm. My heart bleeds for that family. Yeah. Another statistic. Yeah. And we know with women perimenopausal, you know, we don't get any warning like the boys with heart mm. attacks. It's boom, lights out. Yeah. And that's what happened to her. Wow. But um, I've forgotten my glasses, so I'm trying <laughs> to write. I'm trying to – I'm old. I'm trying to read my very scratchy chicken scratch of the best of it. But 30% of Australians have at least one chronic disease. 25% have two. Wow. Yes. And um, t- chronic disease actually contributes to 86% of our healthcare budget. Wow. Yeah. Oh, 18% of children in Australia now have a chronic disease. And those are preventable? All, yeah, well, what is this, what did I say? Yeah, about 90%. Well, all chronic, a lot of chronic disease like type 2 diabetes, you know, even cancer. Not, and, and this is not the blame game. No. This is not the blame game, you know, because people actually – don't get educated the right way. Mm. They think it's actually, you know, have a super green smoothie juice and you'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that we've had this conversation before is that kids in school, the way they're being taught about nutrition and and looking after yourself is based on a model from like the 70s or 80s. Exactly. um, That is largely wrong. Correct. Um, Whereas I think there's got to be, again, a reverse evolution of things and kids actually – being given more of a holistic, you know, understanding of the way they should Correct. look after themselves as a human. Correct. And, you know, and, <clears throat> and well, point of fact, this morning I was in the supermarket, mm. you know, buying um, um, my, I make my pup, my little chihuahua, some organic chicken breasts. Um, that's what she eats. <laughs> so I thought I'd better go and get some because, you know, I forgot about the poor dog. And, um, and I just had a few, I think I've bought a few other things and, um, this sugar aisle, there was I, there was one packet of raw brown sugar left. Mm. The fruit and vegetable aisle, completely full. Oh, brimming, <laughs> brimming. 
Absolutely full. And, you know, it might actually be bendy because people don't know what to do with them. Yeah. They don't know you can dry them and freeze them and blanch them and preserve them and make awesome apple sauce out of the apples and if we are going to lockdown. Yeah. You yeah. know? I actually um, I got a thought yesterday that we actually need to educate people on a pandemic pantry. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so I'm actually working with some chefs on that. The so. pandemic pantry. Yeah. I love it. Do you like it? Yes. Yeah, it was one of my messages I got yesterday. That's so. fantastic. Yeah. So we'll see if we can bring something together with some chefs and That's help fantastic. people. fantastic, yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, so what can people expect if they come to see you um, and you're actually treating them using functional medicine? Okay, so the thing I probably haven't talked about in functional medicine that also differs, which I really found different. And, you know, I'm going to be really open and honest here. Mm-hmm. When I did applying functional medicine in clinical practice, which was the first module, yep. I thought, yeah, yeah, I've done all this before. This is just what naturopath, this is the fancy new word for naturopathy. You know? yeah. And with due respect of all those people who are calling themselves functional medicine practitioners who aren't certified, mm. this is probably what they think. Yeah, Couldn't have been further wrong. Could wow. not have been further from the truth because we, we, we talk about populating a timeline. That's mm. a really important thing is just going back in your time, on your timeline, when did you feel last truly well? And the amount of people when, since I've been asking that question is they I can't remember. Yeah. Makes me want to weep. Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it is frightening. Um, and then we sort of connect the dots um, using a lot more science-based stuff and a lot more evidence-based um, research mm. than just – although the the, um, the the emotional is still part of it as, as well as the academic. Yeah. And then we sort of, you know, work out in the matrix that's your body, which is the one that's screaming out the most because it's all connected like a wheel. Yep. Um, and then we um, work out from there. So the way we do that, of course – I can't do that in 10 minutes. No. Although I have just opened up 10-minute consults for just, you know, people who want to get the decent supplements for this pandemic at the moment so they're not buying the rubbish from the supermarket. Yeah. But um, it takes an hour, Mm. my first consult, as you know, um, because you've done it. Um, And I ask the questions and I say to them, just let it come, you know, and then people say, where do I start? And I said, you know, like Maria Van Trapp says, start at the very beginning. (laughs) It's a very good place to start. So basically I want to know it all. I want to know what happened to your mother when she was pregnant with you, where she lived, where you lived, every single little dot that Mm. I need to connect and that takes time. Yeah. And then, of course, as you know, I do a few. Um, this is still naturopathy 101 because this is no longer approved off by our TGA. So we can't, um, we've never made diagnosis with this in the past, but it's for interest. We do some iridology, check your tongue, like traditional Chinese medicine people do, check your, check your fingernails. I chuck, take a little bit of your blood and put it under a microscope. So we all do all that out of interest. Yeah. Um, and then when then you go away after an hour at least or more, so people's stories are getting longer and longer. Um, <laughs> And I research everyone because there's so so much research and evidence behind what we do now, you know. Um, So I need to find out, well, what is it? Is it, do you have five, do do I need to do your genes and see what, if you've got five snips on your genes to see if you're not actually um, metabolising your vitamin D and is that what's causing your autoimmune disease and your depression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Because low vitamin D will do all sorts of things. Yeah. You know, is it because of this, this, and this, and this? And then, as you know, you, I noticed your book of you is over there in that nice red folder. <laughs> yes. Um, you'll get a book of you. Yeah. And I encourage you to take control of your health. Mm. You know, my, my mantra is where health is a right, not a privilege, mm. and helping you access your healer within. Because I'm just, 
I'm just the conductor. You yeah. drive the bus. Yep. So that's the way we do it. Um, the second appointment is probably more full on than the first because I go through your book of you yep. and talk about some very quickly some lifestyle strategies, give you a very simple diet. Then I usually get you back in a couple of weeks and say, how's it going? Yeah. Usually a supplemental too. I try not to over supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know if... If I'm starting to over supplement, I think I'm going to I need to pull my head in and think about. Well, it's usually thyroid, to be honest. Mm. If I start giving people more and more supplements, I think, oh, this is this has to be thyroid, which is where we're at at yes, the moment. Correct, <laughs> correct, because food first. Yeah, food is medicine. Let medicine be thy food, and food be thy medicine. Mm. Hippocrates, the time traveler. So, um, so that's what what to expect. So we do a lot of talking. I'd say eighty percent of people cry when they come into my room. Yep. I just, you know, I just say, oh, it's been a great day. I've made ten people cry today. <laughs> um, actually, you know, the, the first appointment is is confronting for both of us. Yeah. The patient and me. Yep. You know, Paula, my fantastic receptionist, knows not to book more than two reporter findings or push three in a day. Yeah. Because it does my head in. Because telling people what they've learned for their last. 20, 30, 40, God bless, 60 years of their lives yeah. is all BS. Yep. does break my heart. Yeah. You know, and then I go, actually, well, you know that stuff that you're putting on your skin or in your mouth and your toothpaste? Well, they've banned that everywhere else in the world. Mm. Here in Australia you can still have it. You know, or, or that broccoli you think is really healthy? Well, they dunk that in a chemical so you can't wash off the pesticide. And I can see their faces, their eyes getting squarer and squarer and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I can only do this two or three times a day because it, it breaks my heart. But then, of course, as you know, you become empowered and, and, you, and you get on with it. Yeah. I think once you start to see the results, you're like, oh, my God, this stuff is magic. And yes, you correct. feel like a whole new human. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just everything works like it never has before. Yes. And once, you know, you've had this awakening – um, it's not hard to continue. No. And it's like you want everybody to know, well, yes. I did anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, and it's great. And I just, you know, and, and the, this has been the, as you know, this is the reasons why I want to do podcasts. I'm not God. Mm. I am not perfect, as you probably know when you see me park. <laughs> but, you know, not everyone's like you. Yeah. Maybe 10% p- people take it all on board. And oh, there's so much more. I don't know. You know, what do they say? You don't know. What you don't know. What you don't know. <laughs> but you also don't know, um, you know, you don't know a lot of it or something I can't remember. So the more I learn, the more I realise I don't know is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I'm not very good at paraphrasing. Um, you know, so um, I've lost my train of thought. What were you we talking about? About everyone not being like me. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so so basically I try to do the best I can and that's why when people come in and go, actually, you know what, that was wrong. Yeah. I think this will work better for you. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of those things is actually having the patience as well to know that, okay, well, we do have to experiment to test some things. Of course. So it's a little bit different to, you know, going to see the doctor and getting some pills or whatever and the, even the tests that you get are different. Yes. Um, which I think is amazing. Yes. Like you're not going through really invasive kind of stuff. Yes. Um, I, I remember the hormone test yes. um, was incredible yes. and what it can bring out. Yes. Um, very expensive, but yeah. what is worth it? Because yeah, Medicare doesn't cover it. That's no. the other thing we should say. You know, we're not covered by um, PBS or uh, Medicare. You have to put GST. But um, in the end, you get so much more out of it. Mm. And, you know, when people say, oh, those 
tests the doctor does is free. Well, no, that's what your Medicare levy pays for. That's what my GST on my supplements pay for. So it's just that the government funds it. In fact, a lot of those tests that the doctors do are far more expensive if you had to pay for them, which is good that they're free. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, yeah, the podcast. So if if we can get our voice out there and this sort of information out there and instead of in me talking to 15 people a day, Mm. if I can get the voice out to 10,000 people and only 1% or 10% take note, that's a lot more people. Yeah, we're going global. Yay. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswitch.com.au. 